talk was 2017 and uh, we were talking about 30 for 30 and your plan and you've traveled a little bit since then right actually I haven't really traveled much since uh, we spoke I I went home twice I went to California you know but not any travel outside of the country or anywhere in the states mainly just to connect with some family and friends and you know tie up loose ends so Right. I'm getting ready to travel the entire world, six continents this year. It's going to be a lot, but yeah. And that's the 30 for 30, right? That's the 30 for 30 tour. Cash goes 30 for 30 is the hashtag. So right. make sure if you are on social media, you check that out. So you hit 30 though, right? Oh, you did man, that, right? Did I? I, you know, Carl, I felt like I turned 36 months ago mentally. Um, but my actual birthday celebration was a couple weeks ago, and January 18th was my official 30th birthday, and it felt nice. It, right. it feels good to be in this new decade. I'm 30, like, right, right, <laughs> the right, 20s right. are gone, so bye, bye. Yeah. And it is a change. I mean, you go into that 30-year-old mark, and it's, uh, it's about maturity, and it's about building up from that and, and what you learned. And you're doing well with that. I mean, I listen to you talk, and it's, uh, it's showing that you're growing and maturing, and that's a good thing. Um, so where are you now? I mean, you, you started your tour, you're still writing, and you launched your website. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, so right now, I'm still writing my book. I took a break just because I think it can be challenging when you are doing so many things. And a lot of times you want to focus on one project at a time, get that off and then move on to the next. So I decided to start with my website, which is launching on Wednesday, January 31st. Okay. Um, memoirs, www.memoirsofcash.com, which is a website that where I will share insight, life lessons from my journey to being the best version of myself. Um, it'll also include a lot of my travels and also, you know, short excerpts from things that I write about. And it'll tell a little bit more about me and who is Cashmere Pope and things in that nature. Um, I am still writing my book. It's, right. it's taken a little longer than I expected, but you know, you want the right product. You don't right. want just anything. You don't want to put anything out there. And the structure of writing, if you if you want to ever challenge yourself, try writing a book. Um, as well as I am planning the tour for Cash Goals Thirty for Thirty. So yes, there's there's tons on my plate right now. Prep <laughs> for it, and I feel good about it. I I feel excited about just you know being able to have a gift to give to the world and leave a legacy and share things that you know I've been through or right. even share things that I haven't been through and that I know about or just insight on things that I believe in. Right. So you know, so you you're writing the book and everything. So. I got to ask a question because everybody used the term or we've heard the term influencer and I consider you an influencer. So you started writing and did you really try to build into being an influencer or were you just writing books? I mean, how did that come about? Well, I started writing two years ago. I think I told you last time um, the part where the influencer and motivator came from was just being an influence around strangers, uh, people that I would encounter my family and friends, I mean, I think sometimes you just, you know, you you come into things, um, you don't plan for it, but actually that's a title that other people placed <laughs> on me, and I took it and I ran with it, but I'm realizing part of being an influencer and also a motivator is part partly being a role model right. um, and a coach to other people who maybe haven't tapped into the journey that you're on. Uh, believe it or not, I feel like if you have a strong personal influence, you're an influencer anyway, you know, right. you may not have the title, you're a right. coach anyway, you know, and we're all each other's coaches, it just depends on, you know, your circle and who's around you, but yeah, 
I tapped into that because I do believe that you have to share your gifts with the world. You have to share what you believe in with the world and who you are um, in, in those things. So. Right. So, I mean, I know uh, you and Princess Pope and, and all that, beautiful women and everything, So, <laughs> right? So it's not about the money, is it? I mean, when you do all this stuff that you're doing, helping other people, it's not just about the money. I mean, everybody needs to make a living, but it's not about the money. So what is it for you? You know, it's not about the money, but more than anything, it's about being fulfilled. It's about purpose. It's about passion. It's about making sure that when your eyelids close at the end of, you know, at the end of your uh, life, that you left something on the earth right. that's worth actually going through decades. You know, it's about your legacy. And, you know, don't get it twisted. Money is a tool and we all need money to survive. I mean, I can't pay bills with air. Um, but at the same time, chasing your passion and purpose the money will chase you. It'll come. So, you know, my sister and I actually just hosted a workshop uh, along with uh, Deanna. Um, we hosted a workshop on this past Sunday, visualizing the new you, which right. was pretty much, you know, us going over how to visualize a new mind frame and visualize things through a vision board. But we also tackled things such as goal setting and things like that. Um, you know, we didn't have a completely full house. But it wasn't about that. It was about getting people and like-minded people and the energy inside of the room. So no, Carl, it's not always about the money. There's going to be times where, you know, it will be strictly about the money. But even when that happens, it's still about the purpose and passion behind everything you're doing, feeling fulfilled and other people being happy and you bringing them to the level that you're on. Right. You know, we talked uh, last time or somewhere along the way, we talked about keeping your peace, you know, and, and keeping certain people out of your peace or let don't let them interrupt your peace. And I kind of, you know, I understand that. I've, I've experienced that as we, we've talked about it. So how do you recommend or what do you recommend to people who don't really realize or do how do they take a look and realize that this person is really invading my peace or, you know, they're toxic? How do you identify that? Um, it's situational, but you most definitely have to protect your peace. A number one rule, always protect your peace. Um, for me, you know, I actually set boundaries with right. every individual, whether they know it or not. It could right. be a family, friend, or who I'm dating. I think the number one thing to realize, though, if somebody is toxic, is how do they make you feel when you're around them? Right. How do they make you feel when you're engaging with them or you're talking to them? If it's always something negative and, you know, they're not bringing out positivity or not inputting anything positive, then it probably their chapter might be up for your life. You know, if you're feeling some kind of way and you're feeling uneasy, then I mean, it might be time for them to go or at least put them on do not disturb, you know, on the hours that you're working on something right. important. That do not disturb button is a killer, you know. Right. iPhone, th them inventing that, it, it helps, you know. Right. Um, um, but even just setting boundaries to protect your peace for individuals who may not, not always be negative, you right. still have to do that too in order to just like, you know, achieve anything great in your life, you have right. to set boundaries. So. Right. Yeah, I, I was listening to Brendan. You know, we talk about Brendan sometimes. Yeah, He's talking about how to be a performer. You know, you have to have these certain rules you live by, you know, certain things that you don't do. You just got to stick to your gun. So even if it comes down to a family member or somebody that's just negative, you don't need that toxic person in your life. What about your romance? I mean, what about those guys, you know, the ones that always come to you and some of them are coming the right way, some of the bad way. So how do you keep that relationship? I'm just saying, a, a you know, just a normal relationship without, you know, damaging your friendship or relationship itself. Um, I mean, see, that's a whole nother room. Okay. <laughs> You're adding in the romance, you know, you, well, I mean, anybody that's connected to you, there's going to be some type of form of emotional attachment. 
Um, but truthfully, if it's toxic more than it's you know non-toxic, that relationship really should end anyway. I mean, I know it takes a lot to say that, but you know, on being on this side of, of my new decade, being 30, I realized that I think knowing you know who you are, but also knowing what you want and need when it comes to romance right. helps right. because it eliminates toxic situations anyway because you know your wants and needs. You know, you know what someone can add and what you know what they're not adding. Right. You know? So right. you know, recently Sierra was talking about a sermon she went to and how the, the pastor was saying that a woman needs to carry herself like a wife if she wants to be a wife and not carry herself like a girlfriend. I'm sure you heard this song. Oh yeah, I, you know? I see it around. So so <laughs> so you know my opinion is I don't think he was specifically talking to all women. I think he was speaking you know talking to maybe a Christian woman or someone who's trying to be more godly. But how do you carry yourself uh, as a woman, you know, not looking for a husband? Because I don't think everybody wants to be married. Let's yeah, just be I agree. Honest. I don't think every woman wants to be a wife. I don't think every woman is built for that, you know. Um, and that's just my personal opinion and being around, you know, different women. Right. Right. So how does she, I mean, it's about her being whole, right? So if she, do you, now let me make a statement. So if she carries herself with being whole herself, she's got everything. Isn't that going to get what she wants as far as a husband or a good relationship? I mean... Traditionally, you would think it would. Our generation is a little different, Carl. I mean, I'll be honest, you know... You know I, I'm old school. I know, I know. You know. And the only reason why I'm saying this is because this conversation comes up a lot amongst uh, women, amongst men and women in our generation. Right. I think dating is different. Um, but to answer the question, you know, that you said, um, you know... Self-investment is the greatest investment you can ever make. I think for a lot of us women who do maybe desire to be a wife or we desire that family setting, I think utilizing our time as single individuals and utilizing our singleness to become the best version of us will help along that way, you know, when it comes to that partner and him coming and adding to whatever, wherever you are, or you're right. adding to wherever he is. Um, but as far as walking as a wife, before you're a wife, I think there's certain things that you should practice if that's a you know desire of yours. Right. Just like if you want to be a business owner, there's certain things you should practice before you open up the doors to your business. Um, if you want to be a marathon runner, there's certain things that you know you have to train for before you actually run that marathon. So I think the same thing applies to a woman who desires to be a wife. Yeah, there's certain things that you may have to. Um, engage in or follow in before you actually get there because else you may not be ready I mean but from what I hear you know it's, right. it's, it's not something that you may ever no. be ready for you know they say marriage is like hopping on a roller coaster I don't know it Carl, can be yes yet. yes you know. the dollars, so I, I'm right. not there yet and, and I think that, you know, I just think that you have to invest in yourself before you get married, period. Men and women. I mean, because, you know, it's about what you bring to the table to make a marriage work. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I mean, you hear women that have men who don't work and they do all the work and do all the hustling. They do everything. Where do they do that at? <laughs> I'm just saying there are women that do that, you know. So. No, 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 I know. Or, or the other way around. There's some men that, you know, but I'm so men-wise, usually it's a controlling issue that men like to control. So they do all the work. So they expect women to do what they say or they have control well, the generation has changed now i mean you have power couples you know i mean barack obama wouldn't be barack obama if it had not been for michelle you know so i mean we i think the dynamics have changed you know you have power couples like jay-z and beyonce i mean they their net worth is together not separate you know so 
I think it depends on the individual and, you know, what you are trying to achieve. You know, I don't knock um, anybody who, you know, wants that form of control. Maybe that's the way they want their household ran. You know, maybe you want a wife who stays at home or a woman who stays at home and just handles that part. So, you know, I don't know. It you're you're, you're correct. You're correct. I mean, I listen to, um, you know, I listen to a lot of that stuff, hip hop and everything. So one of the big songs, one of the songs I like is like Bodak. I mean, like making money moves. I like that. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of people look at that as negative, but I really see that as a positive song. I just can't help but say that. I do. I really do. I like the fact that she talks about her progress. The Cardi B song? Cardi B. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Making money moves. I, I don't even know the name of the song. What's the name of the song? <laughs> I don't, I, don't know the name of the song. <laughs> yeah. I don't really listen to Cardi but, B too much, but I mean, but, you can't go anywhere and not hear it. Right, know, right. She sets some records. But so. do you think she's setting a example of being progressive? And that's all I'm I'm asking. You know, where do you get that example at? Where where can women get that example? I know you're out there. Yeah, I mean, I think well, if we're tackling Cardi B, I think as far <laughs> as the example of her coming from you know where she the was pits or where she was, you know, I mean, of course, you know, that helps, but. Um, you know, I don't know, Carl, you know. <laughs> I, I do, I mean, I do. I mean, I'm not saying that every woman is where she was at. Yeah, yeah. But I think that every one, woman can understand, like, the, 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 the I'm making money moves. I mean, and it's not always about the money, but I just use it as a metaphor to say that you're making progress. Yeah, the concept you know, of the making The concept progress. of making and, process. And honestly, you know, progress can be slow. Slow progress is honestly better than no progress. I definitely agree with that. I think... Anytime you're progressing in any part of your life, it doesn't matter if it's mental, emotional, spiritual, financial, that's great things, you know? And I'm seeing now a lot of women who are making moves overall in all aspects of their life, you know? Um, I'm in a lot of different environments, Carl, a lot of different environments where I'm able to meet a lot of different women. And what I'm seeing is a wide range of women who wanna do better overall um, and also wanna leave what they were born to do on this earth, you know? Um, during my birthday celebration, I was able to be around some dynamic women. My friends, right. uh, thank you for coming too, by the way, guys. But my friends, I mean, they all are so different. They all bring something to the table. But one thing in mind about healing and progressing and, you know, this feminine energy and, and divine, you know. So I'm actually excited uh, for this year just because those are some things that I'll be spreading, you know, to the world. Right. Um, just, you know, that togetherness and progression and doing things. Right. That's one. So you have a great network. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm your friend on Facebook, Instagram and all that. So how do people build that network? I mean, what would you, you tell or recommend someone, a young woman as yourself, to how to build that network of, you know, strong friends? Um, you know, I was reading a quote the other day, and actually Will Smith co-signed on this by Jim, uh, Jim Rome, and it was like, you know, you, you are the average of the five people you surround yourself by. Um, for most of the time, which I believe that. Um, and I think to start, as far as networking goes, you have to evaluate yourself and evaluate your circle. Look at who's around you. Who are you talking to on the day-to-day? -day? What books are they suggesting? What podcasts are they recommending? What, how do you feel even when you're around them? I think that's a good step to start. You know, look at just the circle that you're around now. Right. Um, and then as far as, you know, evaluating how do I expand my network? What is it that I actually want to do with my life? How do I want people to view me? And then you just place yourself in those places to where you're meeting someone. Um, you know, I desire to become a better writer. 
this year I'm going to two different writers conferences. I don't know who I'm going to meet from those conferences, but I know that I'm going to take away one person or one thing that's expanding my network. I too, even though I feel like I have a solid network and I have people around me where I can grow and I can grow them, I too myself have to expand my network. Every opportunity, every chance I get. Um, so for an individual who's starting um, anything new or even just personal development, which is also right. the greatest starter for anything, um, cleaning up your circle first because right. that way your your eyes are open. You can see, well, what do I need? What do I need to uplift me and what don't I need? And then that way, you know, you're placing yourself right. in the environment to, to meet those people. But you need to engage in new things too. That's another thing, being in new environments, things that aren't your norm or things that you aren't comfortable with. Getting uncomfortable is the best way to grow that network. So you use about three different platforms, uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Are you on Twitter yet? Or is that I am one? on Twitter. Memoirs of Cash is also my Twitter. Okay, okay. So, I mean, it's so much, I don't want to call it garbage, but let's just say a lot of information <laughs> that's on Facebook. So do you, how do you advise how to find someone to follow? Because you have a good following, right? And that's very important who you follow, I think, on any platform. So how do you recommend that they sort out, you know, or find that person? Or is it just a natural thing? How does that happen? You know, and my, my following is still growing, and I'm actually following new people every day. Um, but, you know, the beautiful thing about social media, especially Instagram, is hashtags. Right. Um, maybe you want to live a more holistic life. Search the hashtag holistic lifestyle. You right. know, fitness, fish, fitness lifestyle. Um, you want to read books, bookstagram, you know, and maybe you'll see somebody that you may want to follow. Um, it's no, I don't think it's any one way to do those things, you know. Right. Um, but one thing I'm doing this year is if, if your posts are a little too negative for me and it's consistent, <laughs> you know, we don't have to end this friendship or right. end this fellowship. I, I have to go. Um, but I think like, you know, and don't be afraid to look at other people, um, right. you know, who they're following and if they're posting, you know, pretty good things and positive outlooks or, you know, I share positive posts all the time or things that maybe interest me or I may right. retweet it on my Twitter, Facebook, I right. may share it, you know, so, you know, keep in mind who's, how people are engaging and what they're engaging in. Right. I, um, you know, something I'm still trying to do, blog, I'm trying to get, you know, and the thing that it's not that you have to learn it, but you know, consistency is very important in anything that you do. So as you started to write and how, how did you train yourself to be consistent? You, you know what I mean? It's a consistency thing. That's how you become better at whatever you're doing. And even if you're not good, you still got to be consistent. Oh, you have to be consistent, Carl. You know, last year I did about four self challenges and I created these challenges. Right. Um, one of the major ones was called a personal development challenge, which I'm actually getting ready to start a personal development challenge part two um, and what I did is I set eight categories that I wanted to make stronger one which was writing and making time to write so I created a power hour where I got up before work and I had an hour of writing now some days I wrote more some days I wrote less some days I really only had 30 minutes but I sat there for that power hour right. and I had my pen my paper and my iPad turned off my phone you know so I did that for um, four months straight, and don't get me wrong, every day wasn't the same, but that produced consistency. And with consistency, it becomes a lifestyle after a while. You know, after 66 days, right. you're so used to doing it, you do it without even thinking about it. Um, so I, I don't think it's any secret formula besides doing, you know, and being consistent and being proactive, and also setting an action plan. 
you know, you have to plan success. My calendar is serious. <laughs> like, I mean, I schedule phone conversations if I have to, you know, you have to plan and prioritize and prepare. Like right. those are the only ways that you can really be consistent in anything, you know, right. or even, you know, be successful in anything. So, you know, even now, like I am working full time, I am keeping up with my fitness full time. Right, I have right. family, I have friends. I schedule a lot of things. I have to, but I also have to schedule my writing. And writing time, so. So you you fit yoga and all of that. Too, oh, of I mean. course. <laughs> Look, that's the number one thing. I do my schedule uh, most Sundays. Uh, sometimes things are already on the calendar, but I I look at my schedule for the week every Sunday, and I schedule my workouts. I okay. feel like if you really want to make this happen and you want to keep maintain your body and maintain right. your mind, you have to schedule those workouts. So I do yoga right now about two to three times a week. Right. Um, I want to increase my practice, but you know, tons of things in life. That's a growing, I mean, it's been around for a while, but I notice a lot more people are moving toward yoga. So how does one, how do you recommend someone to, to move or migrate over there? Just find a coach or is that you, can you coach in yoga? Or? You know, I'm not a coach for yoga, but I, <laughs> my best friend is a yoga instructor. Hey, okay. Kendra, um, she is a phenomenal yoga instructor, actually. And if you're in Fresno, make sure you check out Soulful Saturdays. Um, but I actually would recommend um, starting off with a studio. I know a lot of gyms offer yoga. Um, but you want it's quality over quantity, you know, and it is a bit more pricey But going to a yoga studio as a beginner class or get it on YouTube You know if money is an issue or maybe you just can't get out to a studio um, You know YouTube is great And then there's an app that I also use called yoga glow So when I'm at home and I can't make it to a studio, I do utilize it But yoga is so good even for <laughs> intro to meditation right. um, To flexibility it helps me in all of my other workouts, you know right. Um, but it's it's a very small demographic, especially for African-American women. And it's not that we don't, you know, we don't want to be a part of the yoga community. I think that it's just, you know, awareness and access. Uh, but it's, it's starting to kind of be on a platform, right. even for us, you know. Right. So I'm excited to see that. And I am, too. Yeah, I mean, I like to watch you guys. Yeah, I, I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl, but, you know, I actually am um, aspiring to go to a teacher training this year, not to teach yoga, but I just want to grow deeper in it. And, right. um, and so that's something that I'm, it's actually on my bucket list for the year. So I'm excited about so, that. You know, and it's just like, like I said before, consistency and prioritizing, you know, your life, you know, and I just... I look at everything that's going on socially, everything is so negative. I hate to say it that way, but you're so um, inundated with negative vibes from the president on town. I mean, you do. So how do you maintain that positive energy? How do you do that every day? I mean, is it, is it hard? <laughs> you know, most days, you know, it's not hard. But there are some days, Carl, where, you know, you want to hide under your covers <laughs> in the bed because of just... And it's not always just my own personal stuff. Sometimes it's what's around me. Um, but you literally have to just do, like, create a regiment or something to just bring you out of whatever negativity is around you or in you. Um, for me, I'll wake up and I'll journal if I'm feeling like it's just too heavy. I pray, you know, I'll talk to God. I'll listen to some type of music. Um, it's, it's not easy though, it's not easy, especially when you're walking around and you know people are just carrying so much negativity. Uh, but like we said earlier, it's just more so about setting boundaries. Right. Sometimes, you know what, it's Wednesday and today is not that great for Kashmir, I can't sit and have this conversation. You know, and it, it may sound a bit selfish, but you have to know when you have to be selfish a little bit with your time and your energy, your words, you know, right. and your positivity. 
you have to know when you need it for you and when you have it available to give to someone else or else how are you going to be good for mm -hmm. someone else you know i listen to a lot of uh you know financial advice you know like we've got dr boyce watkins and and one of the things that is going now that a lot of people need to have their own business is that something we should do or do you think you just go to school and go work for somebody what do you what do you recommend in trying to be a better person or a young woman a better woman honestly my personal opinion is there's no secret like platform or journey since we're all are different you know some things work for other people and some things don't you know what works for Carl may not work for Kashmir um, but I honestly believe whatever you are passionate about you should chase that and if that is you know creating a yoga studio or you know creative retreats or opening a boutique you should do that now if you feel like what you need maybe hey you want to be a doctor you know it requires schooling for that so I think it's all case-by-case -case, uh, basis um, but as far as having freedom and having not being in bondage doing whatever makes your heart skip a beat is going to lead you to that road now i know sometimes we get stuck in the cracks because I, I you know i did i'm i'm not i'm, I'm on my way out part of my way out right now you know i can't the rat race can be tough but um i honestly feel like setting a plan and an action plan and getting to it whatever you know um you see yourself being in like you know 10 years and working towards that Right. It's a good thing, but everyone's path is different, so it's hard to say. As for well, we talked about you know the thirty for thirty, and you also talked about a makeup line of makeup or was it? You know, yes. I'm, I'm really into beauty, natural beauty. I'm really into right. natural beauty products. I have a lot of regimens that work for me. I believe in you know restoring yourself, but also maintaining your natural beauty and body, and it's become a small passion. Uh, it's not something that I can put on the forefront right now. Right. Uh, but oh my gosh, Carl, it's in the back of my head every day. You know, because these, these are things that I do. I truly believe right. in, like, just oh my gosh, just how important your skin is, your teeth, your whole body, um, your hair, you know, all of those things. So, is, is that what the holistic lifestyle is about? I mean, is it just being natural or is it being holistic? What's the difference in those two? Um, well, being natural is more so, you know, staying on the realms of whatever is natural to you. So obviously natural hair, you're not going to maybe see, you know, extensions or things like that. My hair doesn't have chemicals in it. Right. Um, you know, keeping, you know, your natural skin, you're using maybe organic products and natural things like that. Now, holistic living is a natural style of living, but it's all around. Holistic living is, you know, like your brain, your body, just the way that you function on the day to day. Even how you converse with other people can be holistic. It's it's a, it's your lifestyle. Holistic living is a lifestyle. And, um, you know, I'm not an expert on it yet. I, that <laughs> You're working I will say there are certain things in my life right now that are more holistic than it has been in the past. Um, but I do believe in preserving your uh, brain and your body and for the longevity of it. Holistic living is, you know, probably the way to go. You know, you hear a lot about veganism and vegetarians nowadays. Right. Everyone's getting rid of meat and, or, you know, and some people aren't. It, it depends on what works for you, really. Right. But I think those things are because people want to have a more holistic approach to their overall style of life. I meet a lot of vegetarians that do yoga. It's no wonder why they coincide with each other, you know. Um, you meet a lot of vegans who also uh, practice meditation, um, you know, so they all line up with each other for the most part but yeah i do believe in like a holistic holistic family. lifestyle yeah. yeah and that's a good thing i think i mean i i can tell the difference in people who are who've made that change i mean we talked before how you kind of progressed and changed your lifestyle and it shows you know because i've known you for about four years and 
it was a big change. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm still in the process, you know, but it feels good. Yeah. Someone told me the other day, they said, you 30, you look 21. I right. said, hey, I, I want to take a lap. That's a good thing. Yeah, really you got to take good. care of your body, you know. So it's good. We've been, you know, it's about 30 minutes we've been talking. So we've got your website, Memoirs of Cash. Is that correct? And you're dropping this on next Wednesday, January 31st. 31st. It'll be live. Yes. Please check it out. Memoirsofcash.com. And your uh, your book? There's no deadline. Uh, there's no date for the book yet. We're still, it's still in process, but it'll be, you know, published before the year ends. It's still right. early to say, so we'll have to chime back in on that. So if you'll do me one more favor and drop your website link again, and then, uh, we're gonna, yeah, tell of, me. Of course. So the website is www.memoirsofcash.com. It'll be live this Wednesday, July, uh, sorry, this Wednesday, January 31st. January 31st. Look, I'm skipping months. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram. My Instagram account is Memoirs of Cash. The Twitter account is also Memoirs of Cash. I'm on Facebook, Cashmere Pope. Um, I'm also on Medium. Okay, cool. Martin yeah, You'll cool. be able to see a few of my writing samples. So you, you're writing for Medium now. You're basically putting your samples or your work out there. I am going to be putting my samples on Medium. Yes, I am going to utilize yes, that platform. It's me. a great platform. It I mean, is. I think, you know. Yeah, I mean, I've followed writer. it for a while. There are people that I follow on Medium, and it's, uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, I kind of stumbled across that. And, uh, so I was good. I told you. and you, you, I told you. you yeah, you, you introduced me <laughs> to Medium. I knew you were going to like that. Thank you. Thank you, by the way. See, this is why you need different people in your network. Right, right, exactly. And uh, like I told you before, I'm proud and happy to have you in my network. And this is our website, dlife214.com. It's the voices of DFW. Talk about struggles, success.